This morning, I want to soon quickly take your attention towards week five of a sermon series uh, we've been calling My Church, My Church. Today's week five, and uh, you can, if you haven't yet, uh, you can watch it on any of our social media outlet. Today, the Lord has led me. This will be the final, um, you know, a part of our sermon series that we've been doing. Uh, and today, I want to take my church's attention, and we've been calling the sermon series as My Church. Today, I want to talk to our church about My Church Testifies. My church testifies. In other words, I want to talk to our church about the power of your personal story, your personal testimony. I love hearing stories from people. I love hearing stories from people who have been through mission fields, been in the army. My dad served in the army. He was posted up in the North India when there was a war between India and Pakistan. And when there was a war, um, he was posted up in North India. And when he came down after his retirement, he was sharing me stories of all the things that he saw. He was a wireless operator. And some, you know, there are occasions where he was posted up on the uh, battleground and he, all the things that he saw and he was part of, he came back and he was sharing those stories with us and our church. And I was just excited to hear the stories from him. Have you ever been across or around some people who are good storytellers? Have you been with people uh, who are really nice in storytelling? My son Josiah loves to tell stories. The only problem is five minutes of his storytelling, I'm already zoned out. But still, I'm his dad. I'm like, boy, you can do it. Yes, but please finish it fast. You know, and there are some people who are gifted storytellers. Man, you can sit around them and around under them for the next 30 minutes or one hour and you just enjoy the stories. Sometimes, some of these stories that fascinates me are stories that have a personal touch to them. Stories that are not longer just something that you heard from somebody else and it's passed on to you, but you were in the forefront of witnessing those stories. You were in the forefront of experiencing those stories. And when you come back to share those stories with us, sometimes everything, I mean, the animated version of your story comes alive right in front of our eyes, though we were not there. The power of your personal testimony. And in a church setting like ours, today I want to focus on my church testifies. Let's look into God's word. Romans chapter 1 verse 16. Romans chapter 1 verse 16 says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel, which is the good news of Christ, for it is God's, number one, power working unto salvation. I am not ashamed of the gospel. I am not ashamed of sharing the good news. If you have a good news in your family, you want to share it with others. Today in a social media savvy world, the moment we come across something wonderful in our life, we post it on TikTok or Instagram or whatever social media outlet you prefer and a lot of people follow you and you just want to share it with the world because you can't keep good news just with yourself. But in the scriptures here, in Romans chapter 1 verse 16, Paul is addressing to the church and letting, him, letting them know, for I am not ashamed of the gospel. 
You know, I was a murderer. I was a terrorist to the Christians. I was killing people day and night. I was after these people. But when the transformation of Jesus hit my life, now I am a changed person. There is something good in me that I want to share it with the people around me. I am not ashamed of the gospel. I wonder how many people in our church setting today would willingly and lovingly would share your personal story that is your personal touch to it to others around you. Praise the Lord. What is your story? What is our story? I believe the moment you saw your beloved one, oh, I still remember the day, the first time I saw my beloved. I was walking in their house, um, in, in their, uh, 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 should I share that story? No, nah, it's okay. <laughs> but the personal touch to your story, the moment you met your beloved, which is our Savior. The moment you saw Him personally and experienced His grace in our life, you surrendered your life and you committed to follow in the footsteps of God. Brothers and sisters, that is a transformational story which has your personal experience. And when you share that with people without being ashamed, guess what happens? The power of salvation flows through you into somebody else's life. And I pray, I pray in a community like ours, in a church setting like ours, or under my voice, wherever you're joining in from, I pray Romans chapter 1 verse 16 come alive this season. My church testifies. Week one, we talked about my church is passionate about the things of God. Week two, we, we talked about my church will be called as a house of prayer. Week three, we talked about my church serves. Week four, last Sunday, we talked about my church is led by the Holy Spirit. And today, putting all of that together, I want to bring your attention to as my church testifies. Brothers and sisters, you might be an older, second generation, third generation Christian, born in a Christian home, or you are just, just accepted the Lord like in the last couple of weeks. No matter what your age or background is, but you and me, the moment we accept the Lord as a Savior, make sure that we never be ashamed of the gospel, which is the good news. And whosoever comes around that captures the vision of what you have seen and experienced in your life. This is the power of salvation into their life as well. God saves them through your testimony. God saves them. In other words, your testimony is like your light, your life's light. Light shines in the darkness. Where there is a need, you surround yourself. You know, God places you and makes you standing in a place of influence. Why? So that your testimony can be a light to the Gentiles. Your testimony can bring light in the dark world. I've come across a lot of our Christian brothers and sisters who would sit in groups and gangs and you know, talk on social media and complain about everything that is going around in this world. But brothers and sisters, instead of complaining, just be the light. Just be the light of His glory. Because that has the power to change the world around us. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. 
And I pray the young people in the church, the young married couple, or whatever age you are, we are never ashamed of God's goodness in our life. The blessings we have received in our life, the blessings our forefathers have received in our life, never be ashamed. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. A famous writer, I forgot, um, was reading this and he said, sometimes our life is the only gospel people will read. Not all the time they're reading through Mark or Matthew or Luke or John or Acts or Romans. The first conversation is the first good news you're sharing with somebody who's never had the opportunity to read God's scriptures. And it's very important for us the way we live our life because our life is a testament of His goodness in a dark world. Our life is a testament of God's salvation plan to the world outside. Brothers and sisters, no matter what platform we get to share, but our life becomes a life of, what's the word? Testimony of God's goodness in our life. First thing that I want to share was, there is power in your testimony. There is power in your testimony. Revelation chapter 12, verse 11. Revelation chapter 12, verse 11 says, They triumphed over him by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony. They did, not they did not love their lives so much as to shrink from death. They triumphed over Him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. A church that is scattered. Lives that have been desolate and empty and being attacked by everybody. But they triumphed over the enemy by the word of their testimony. Of course, we see the power or the blood of the Lamb, but it's also the standing of believers who accepted the Lord as their personal Savior. They triumphed over the adversary. They triumphed over the demonic spirits. They triumphed over everything that challenged and attacked and persecuted them by the word of the testimony. Praise the Lord. We all have challenges. I'm, my heart is broken when I, when I see on, on social media, and I, I, not just me, and I, I want, Everybody in this room, what we see in our world today. But I'm thankful that even in the midst or in the brink of being dead, people have stood for the gospel. People have stood for the sake of the good news and they've never rejected Jesus Christ. And they triumphed over the adversary by their testimony. Praise the Lord. I had a pastor friend in India and he planted a church not very far away from where we were located and um, he wanted to plant a church and he planted a church. One day after our main campus service, this was in Bangalore, India, after our main service was ended, this pastor comes home and I couldn't recognize his face because there was blood all over, his, his clothes were torn and he just walked kilometers from his church and he came to our church and the first thing he had, can I get some drink? Can I? We all rushed and we gathered up and what happened? And he said, you know, I was conducting the church service and a group of people just walked in and beat me up and destroyed everything that we had. And there were a lot of non-believers in the church and they destroyed everything that the church had in that space and hit the women and men, children and everybody. The police wouldn't take a case against them. They would not register a case. This young man, this pastor walked up to us and he said, Pastor, we said, brother, it's okay. 
Let's go to the hospital. We took him to the hospital. And he, he asked us, we, I want to go back to the same place. I die, but I will die for Jesus. I wonder how many of us in America today will take up challenges like that. I die, but I will die for Jesus. But this brother would say, it's hard to process through. This brother went back to the same space to minister. I'm thankful. I am thankful. There are people in this space who are not ashamed of the gospel. When the adversaries come and trialing situations arise in our life, Revelation chapter 12 verse 11 will come alive in our life. They triumphed over him, the demonic spirits. By the blood of the Lamb, Jesus' blood has the power. It has not lost its value because 2,000 years has passed away. His blood still holds the power over every demonic oppressions in life. Over everything that the demons bring into our life, our family circumstances, Jesus' blood has the power, brothers and sisters. Not just that. This blood gives us the confidence. The name of Jesus, at the mention of the name of Jesus, hell gets nervous, demons tremble. At the very mention of the name of Jesus, you have the confidence to stand against every principalities of the demonic world. Church planters listening to me, young pastors, leaders all across this platform or under my voice listening to me, no matter where you are, the, the blood has the power for you to withstand and stand against enemy, any enemy. But the second thing that I want to mention here is when Paul is addressing to the church, he's asking them, hey, you know what? I want you to be witnesses and never be ashamed of being a, a witness. Who is a witness? Somebody who has seen it firsthand experienced it firsthand. And that's why in the onset of my message, I mentioned that uh, it's so amazing to sit around somebody who has experienced it firsthand and they communicate the story of redemption and salvation to us. And for Paul, he was not around Jesus as Jesus was one of the cool disciples walking around and seeing all the miracles. For Paul, it was a face-to-face -face transformation that happened. He was blinded. But then the salvation just opened up his eyes to see the glory of redemption. And no matter where Paul went, the only thing Paul mentioned was, hey, I want to talk about the grace of Jesus. If it was for my works, I would have been dead by now. I was in the temple every week studying against or under the great Gamaliel. It was not because of my works, brothers, but it was the grace of Jesus that he chose me. I was a terror to God's children. I was killing people all around. But the moment I saw Jesus face to face, He enlightened me. He opened up my eyes that I could see what future looks like for me. My family listening to me. Share the good news of Jesus to people around us. Share the good news of Jesus all around us. It is the power there's power in your testimony. Number two, I want to mention, not ashamed to witness. Acts chapter 1, verse 8 and 14. Acts chapter 8 says, but you will receive the power. Well, we all know the story, right? 
The disciples gathered up in the upper room and were waiting for being infilled with the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit, and I, last Sunday I mentioned about my church is Holy Spirit-led. Spirit-led. The Holy Spirit gives us the power. The Holy Spirit enables us. Praise the Lord. The first and foremost thing that we need as to witness is not how much intellectual knowledge I have, but how much I've been filled in the Holy Spirit. Intellectual will fade away, but being Spirit-led will give you access to rooms that you have never dreamt to walk in. Praise the Lord. I know ministers, I know pastors, I know leaders who have never seen a door of a school. They've never walked into for an education, but I've seen them standing in the midst of elites and leaders of all kinds, bringing God's word and revealing the truth of his salvation to people who they thought would never accept him. It was Holy Spirit led. And if there's one thing that I dream about our church is that this season, the walk of our life, we will eager for, Lord, fill me up once again that I will not be ashamed of the gospel. God, Spirit of God gives us the confidence, brothers and sisters. Praise the Lord. Lord, fill me once again. Not what I experienced five years ago. Not what I experienced last Sunday, Lord. For this week to today, fill me up once again. My cup overflows. It's what the word says, right? My cup overflows. I pray the Spirit of God will fill in us. We will not be ashamed of the gospel. This week, I'm challenging some of our young people. This year, I'm challenging some of our young people. Let your light be revealed this year. And I rebuke the power of darkness that has tried to overtake the work of the gospel through the young people of this church. I rebuke the spirit of darkness that has tried to overtake the gospel, the message of redemption from the people that are under our voice. I pray that this year we will seek and we will eager for Lord, fill me up once again that I have the confidence not just to stand on stage and lead worship, but God, even when there is no light or microphone, I will still be held accountable to the great calling you placed in my life that I will be a testament of what I've received in my life. To be a testament of His goodness. To be a testament. I grew up in a pastoral home. A lot of you guys know my story. I didn't want to be a pastor because of the hardships. I know you know, church families are messy to work with sometimes. <laughs> I grew up in a church home. I know y'all. It was not for God's grace in my life. I would not have given up my ambitions of the world and said, God, I say yes to you. There might be some people here who you're called full-time to serve God. Everybody is full-time in ministry. There's no part-time ministry. I don't believe that. But there are people in this room, you know, who work a day job and in the evenings you're available to go pray and share the good news of Jesus. God sees your commitment, brothers and sisters. And I pray, I pray. The next thing that I want to mention here is your testimony is contagious. One person's life can transform a generation. One person's testimony can bring the whole family together, a whole city together, a whole nation together. One person is what it takes. 
One person with a changed heart. One person with a changed mindset. One person with a change in the life within the church, within the family, changes the whole community together. Praise the Lord. I have my dear brother, uh, Pastor Alex from LifeGate Church and his cousin joining us today. Thank you so much for being with us. If you all don't know, they're doing an incredible work in Denver, Colorado. I've been following his pastor, Pastor Nirup Alphonse on, on, on social media and we have talked a lot of times and uh, I love what they are doing. I love the ministry, what Pastor Nirup is leading and y'all are helping him out in, at LifeGate Church in Denver, Colorado with hundreds of people coming and accepting the Lord. And I, I was seeing one of the videos that Pastor Nero posted recently with people, you know, being baptized and accepting the Lord and walking in the ways of Jesus. What a story. Brothers and sisters, I believe God's work is not only for Denver. God's work is not only for the sugar mega churches. God's work is for everybody. And each of us, we understand, hey, God has called me for a time such as this. My life is a life of testimony. I am not ashamed for it is a power of the gospel for salvation. Testimony is contagious. Let's read. Luke chapter 8 verse 39. Luke chapter 8 verse 39 is a beautiful story where Jesus heals somebody. Return to your home and declare how much God has done for you. And he went away. I love this. Jesus heals and he sends him away and said, And he went away proclaiming throughout the whole city how much Jesus had done for him. John chapter 4 verse 28 is another verse, right? John chapter 4 verse 28 to 29. It says, Then leaving her water jar, the woman went back to the town and said to the people, Come, see a man who told me everything I ever did in my life. Could this be the Messiah? Many of the Samaritans, verse 39, many of the Samaritans from that town believed in him because, what's the word? Do we, do we have that? Because of the women's testimony. Jesus came into the life of this Samaritan woman and transformed her life. Her life was changed now. She did not keep Jesus for herself. She wanted to share the good news with people. She went away to her city, called everybody around, told them about what she encountered in her life. Probably she had mentioned about her own life testimony as she was going through. Hey, you know what? I have met a lot of men in my life. Nobody could satisfy me. But now I met the one who had changed my life. Who had seen everything that I've done in my past. And yet who has saved me. He did not come around me for my skin or my flesh. He came around me for my soul. He saved me from inside out. Now I have the opportunity to bear and be his witness to people all around me. Bible helps us to understand in verse 39. If you could put that on the screen, it says, and, she, and, 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 and she, many of the Samaritans from that town believed in him, who oh Jesus, because of the woman's testimony. I wonder how many people haven't yet heard God's voice because we have kept quiet. I wonder how many people have yet had the opportunity, had and had the opportunity to hear because we are quiet, brothers and sisters. 
This woman had a story to tell and the whole city came to Jesus. city came to Jesus. My church testifies. Across all platforms, I want to mention this as loud as possible. My church testifies. I want the demonic spirits to hear this. My church testifies. I want the principalities and the dark forces to listen to this. My church testifies. My church testifies. My people testify the goodness of God. He has saved me. I want to save others to my life's conduct. Testimony is contagious. Your testimony can change so many people. I worked at AGW for two and a half years. What a beautiful thing has ever been to work at that beautiful organization, the way they work. And Anisha and I had the opportunity to be there. Helping out a lot of our missionaries around the world. And sometimes when I hear their stories back in 1920s or 1915, and you know, there are missionaries who were sent to South America. There were missionaries who were sent to places that are closed countries. Nobody had access to them. But because they obeyed the late George Wood, the superintendent of Assemblies of God, his parents, sorry, his grandparents went to China. When the Assemblies of God movement began in the early 1900s, A couple of years ago when we were in the chapel, there were missionaries who came from China. These national leaders came from China who talked about how the work of his parents has impacted the whole Christian movement. Their testimony has become contagious. I pray today that some people will catch this fire. Can I tell you something? God can start a fire in a trash can and burn the whole city down. Some people that we think are trash, some people that we think are not worthy to lead are the same people God can use to transform a whole nation. God is in the business like we sang last Sunday. God is still up to something. He is doing something great. Now I believe today that there are people who are catching up this vision. Lord, lead me to that place. Take me to that area where your light can shine through my life, Lord. Testimony is contagious. Fourth thing that I want to mention, can I have the worship team behind me? When we testify, we magnify God. You know, have you had people who will testify and they talk about themselves in their testimony? Hey, you know what? I am the hero of the story. I went there and did all of this. Great, you, you, your obedience matters. You've been there. But it's never about you in your testimony. It's about Him. Come on, that's the point here. The more you try to talk about yourself, you're always a weak individual. When we testify about God, we magnify Him. Praise the Lord. And that's what brings deliverance in the life of people. It's not about me, how cool I am, how, how I came to your rescue. No, it's about how Jesus has worked his wonders in my life. And now I have the opportunity to be the vessel to carry this gospel to you, brothers. I have the opportunity to carry his grace to you. When we testify, we magnify glorify and exalt God. Listen to this. When we testify, we magnify, we glorify 
and we exalt the Lord. Psalms chapter, chapter 105 verse 1 says, Give praise to the Lord. Proclaim His name. Make known among the nations what He has done. Listen to this. Give praise to God. Worship Him. Honor Him. Proclaim His name. Make known among the nations what He has done. Not what I have done. Not what anybody else here has done. But I want to magnify and honor His holy name. Lamentations chapter 3 verse 22 says, We remember His works in our lives. Because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed. For His compassions never fail. They are new, help me church, every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. But listen, we all know the story. God, great, your, 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 uh, your mercy never fails. Your compassion never fails. They're new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. We know all the scriptures here. But listen, how the scripture begins with. We remember His works in our life. Brothers and sisters, let me ask you this question. Do you remember really everything God has done in our life? Take it a moment in our life to just remember and reflect. Let our story be so personal that people are just glued on to Him when they hear us. That Jesus is reflected through our story. They just want to be in your presence. Why? Because you are hosting the presence of God when you are sharing about Him. This is the story of redemption. We remember His works in our life. Lord, I remember your works in my life. Because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed. We were doomed for eternal death. But because of His grace, His love, we are not consumed. For His compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Lord, great is your faithfulness. I pray that this will be a story that we will tell everybody, Lord, your, 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 your grace, Lord. Your faithfulness, O oh Lord. Your mercy, O oh Lord. Psalm 107 verse 2. Let the redeemed of the Lord tell their story. Those who redeemed from the hand of the foe, the enemies. The redeemed of the Lord tell their story. I'm challenging our church today. In every circle of influence that God has placed to this season, be a testament of God's good news. You know what the book of Jeremiah chapter 20 verse 9 says? Can we all rise up in God's house? The book of Jeremiah chapter 20 verse 9 says, But if I say, I will not mention His word or speak any more in His name. His word is in my heart like a fire. A fire shut up in my bones. I am weary of holding it. Indeed, I cannot. I cannot keep quiet. I cannot keep quiet. What Jesus has done in my life, I cannot keep quiet. Brothers and sisters listening to me, what Christ has done and accomplished in my life, I cannot keep quiet. It is fire shut up in my bones. Listen church, fire is contagious. One spark, 
one spark in the forest can burn the whole forest down, which is bad. But listen, fire is contagious. I pray, brothers and sisters, the work that God has done in our life. I pray this season and this walk in our life that this becomes contagious wherever we go. It is, it is His word. Shut up in my bones. I can't keep quiet. Every eye closed, look to the Lord. Make a commitment right now. Every eye closed, look to the Lord. Lord, it is your word. Shut up in my bones. Help me, O oh Lord, that my life becomes a life of your testimony. Church, as you know, one of the ways where we advance God's word, the ways we advance his kingdom is by a personal story, a personal testimony that we get to go into spaces and places and we get to surrender and give our life to people who have had, never had the opportunity to hear. One of the most important things that I want to mention my church as we share this is your offerings your tithe and your offerings speed the work of the gospel as well. Your tithe and offerings speed the work of the gospel in places through mission leaders and missionaries and evangelists and pastors and leaders. I am thankful that in all given platform, we are using up the space to honor God. As we pass the buckets around right now and also we sing a song to surrender our life. Brothers and sisters, do not, do not hold yourself up, but give to the Lord. Praise Him, honor Him, celebrate Him. He is the God of all good things in our life.